0: National championship game has been completed. The Baylor Bears pull off kind of the upset. They defeat Gonzaga uh, in what end up being kind of a blowout, eighty-six to seventy. Uh, the Baylor Bears get it done. Uh, terrific performance by Baylor to end Gonzaga's perfect season quest uh, and win the national championship.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, both teams are fantastic the season Baylor could have been undefeated had the covid pause not happened obviously they scuffled coming out of the pause gonzaga was amazing all season they're one of the best teams in the past you know 20 years i feel like pretty easily they went 31 and 0 before this game and they end this or 32 and 0 and they end the season 32 and 1 they just didn't play very well today they came out when uh baylor started on a 9-0 spurt and they never looked back
0: yeah the nine oh spurt was obviously big, uh, you know, and just never looking back, as you said, uh, defensively, they, they played their game. They played Baylor basketball. The Nobel defense certainly worked. Uh, you know, and kind of a bold prediction was, okay, let's, let's let Gonzaga shoot some threes. Uh, Gonzaga shot five of 17 from three. So, I mean, They were like, if if Gonzaga is going to beat us with threes, so be it. Uh, We're not letting Drew Timmy beat us. We're not letting uh, Gonzaga drive to the paint and score at will, and especially in the first half when the pace and tempo needed to be set. They didn't allow that to happen. They were doubling Drew Timmy pretty much when he tried to dribble the ball. Uh, They forced a few turnovers there. And really good game plan. Didn't allow any paint points really until they started getting in foul trouble, uh, and then, you know, at that point, it was almost too late. Breaks didn't go Gonzaga's way for sure, but uh, Baylor played a you know near perfect game, and they walk away uh, with the confetti falling for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, just correct. props to Scott Drew for getting his team ready for this big game. And I'm not going to say that Gonzaga playing that game against UCLA into overtime is a the reason they lost. They just didn't come out as a better team today. Baylor was hitting all their shots, really. They just didn't really miss. And Gonzaga couldn't find a defense that works. They went to a zone for a minute. That was a complete disaster that I my eyes hurt after watching it. Because I just, you know, zone defenses are so tough if you play a team that knows how to beat them. Because if you play a team that knows how to beat them, they're going to score every time. Because if you if you're patient, you're gonna find an open shot in the zone somewhere. And if you're hitting them, you're gonna score every possession. And it's, it's Gonzaga's zone just wasn't working. But I mean, it's it, it, Baylor's just a better team today. If we replay this game ten times, Gonzaga could win eight of the ten. Like it was just that day, Baylor. It was their day, and it wasn't Gonzaga's day.
0: Yeah, and going going into this a little bit from. The Baylor perspective, I'll touch on this. Like, this is a Baylor team prior to going on the pause. Was you know, we were having after they just absolutely slaughtered Texas on the road, we're having discussions is Baylor or Gonzaga the best team in the sport? And you could reasonably argue each way. Obviously, we know that they go on COVID pause, Uh, they come out a little bit slow lose to Kansas, uh, lose to Oklahoma State in the Big 12 tournament. And, you know, I think everyone at that point was like, all right, so it clearly Gonzaga's tier one, Baylor's here with uh, Michigan and uh, Illinois, uh, clearly, you know, not non-Gonzaga's level. Uh, and I think people just kind of forgot how good this Baylor team was prior to going on the pause. And when they got into the NCAA tournament, They played like their pre-COVID pause. Baylor self played like Uh, won every game uh, by nine or more points. Uh, Just an impressive NCAA tournament run against pretty much the best team they could possibly faced in each round, and uh, just an impressive showing by Baylor. This is one of the historically great teams. I put I would put it up there with 2012 Kentucky, one of the historically great national championship level teams. I would put it up there with 2012 Kentucky, 2009 North Carolina. I put ahead of 2018 Villanova. This Baylor team was better in the regular season and better in the NCAA tournament. So, I mean, I think this Baylor team, you know, a lot will be talked about Gonzaga, you know, the the main discussion will be Gonzaga's frauds. They suck. Don't listen to that. That's dumb. Baylor, just a historically great team. Beat a, another historically great team in Gonzaga uh, on a night. Gonzaga just didn't have it.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's one thing, you know, in a get in a single elimination tournament, that's why it's so hard to go undefeated. Like, there's a reason it has not happened since 1976, because you could just have an off night and you're going to lose. Like, Gonzaga could have had an off night against a different team, Maybe they could have had it against Houston. They couldn't have had it against Baylor. That's just a team you can't have an off night against. And Baylor was on their A game today. You know, it, they just outplayed them. And going undefeated is that difficult for a reason. And we might be, you know, decades before we see it. Because it has been a long time. And I feel like the best chance of it happening was this year. We're going to be a ways Maybe Gonzaga for next year in preseason, number one, without a doubt. You know, it's it's going to be a national champion.
0: Yeah, I think it'll, it'll be, you know, I think at some point in the near future, we'll probably have a team, you know, threatening it. Uh, you know, recently we had 2015 Kentucky. You know, I think Gonzaga could enter into postseason, play undefeated again at some point. Uh, you know, maybe even next year if they get Chet Holmgren and – A lot of the players return, Uh, but the same point, like being undefeated at this point in the season, it's not a fluke. And yes, they did get handled in the national championship game by again, an all time great team in Baylor. Uh, Gonzaga had a fantastic season. Nothing should be taken away from them. Uh, I think the credit just really needs to go to Baylor because, you know, they finished the season twenty eight and two. Uh they obviously win the Big Twelve. Uh in you know they they were on pace before the COVID pause, uh now probably after the COVID pause to be potentially one of the all time you know great teams in the sports history. And you know, th- there there's no shame in losing this game. For Gonzaga, uh, would have been great to win a national championship, absolutely. Uh, this loss is going to hurt for the Gonzaga program, but they, they're going to be back here. And the narrative that this Gonzaga team's overrated, this, you know, this team will never win an NCAA championship, uh, that narrative could be debunked in a year from now. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you like, I get it. It's fun to poke fun
1: at the mid-major teams and all that. But at the end of the day, Gonzaga went further than, I. Not, again, not every team played because Ivy League didn't play, uh, Beth and Cookman didn't play, and Maryland Eastern Shore didn't play, Chicago State kind of played. But besides, you know, those, let's just say 357, because that's the normal amount of teams, Gonzaga those was better teams than start repeating
0: 30- Gonzaga anyway, so.
1: Yeah. But Gonzaga was better than 356 teams this season. They got further than 356 teams this season. So if you're a fan of any of those other teams, you should just tip your cap because Gonzaga was great all season, and they would have beaten just about any team in this national championship game. They just got matched up against one that was better today.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think if you played that game again, you know, you played best out of seven NBA finals style. You know, I think... as I said, it probably would be a seven-game series. Uh, it, it just ended with one of those, you know, hypothetically seven-game type scenarios. One of the seven, in this instance, heavily swayed toward Baylor. Uh, nothing could go right for Gonzaga. Uh, Baylor hit pretty much everything. And you know, I think a lot of people will turn towards Baylor having good shooting luck. They shoot on the season, pretty much what they shot tonight. They shoot, they shot forty three percent on the season. They shot forty one point two percent on the season. So, like the shooting luck, not really there necessarily heavily favoring Baylor. Uh, but I think the defense, I think getting quality shots on every possession, I think not turning it over, those were the things that ended up winning Baylor this game. Uh, the turnover battle, it was 14-7. to uh, That was a major key in the game because I think had the turnovers been kind of even, you're probably looking at a very close game, but Gonzaga wasn't really able to turn Baylor over. And when Baylor did, you know, turn it over, it was usually a dead ball turnover. And, you know, Baylor on Getzaga's turnovers was able to get in transition, you know, The big one that kind of sticks out is they get the turnover and transition uh, and then throw it to Flagler for what felt like the game-clinching three.
1: Yeah, that put them up 16. And look, Gonzaga just um, obviously Baylor outplayed them. I'm not trying to diminish that at all. But just some bounces just didn't go their way. That's how you knew it wasn't their night. Corey Kisper gets a tremendous block on Mark Vidal at the bucket. He just swatted that thing out of there. And then he tips it back and you know nobody from Gonzaga's in the area. They just didn't get the ball. Baylor got it and then they uh Jared Butler gets fouled. That kind of just encapsulated what today was for Gonzaga. They just couldn't get any kind of bounce their way. They couldn't get any kind of luck in a night where they needed it because they didn't play a very good game.
0: Absolutely. Uh you know for this Baylor program in two thousand three, uh Scott Drew takes the job. Uh, previous to that, a player murdered another player. Uh, there were the, the program was put on essentially the death penalty. To for that program to sit here, you know, less than twenty years later, winning the national championship, it's just a fantastic build building job, and it's not a rebuilding job. Uh, you know, Jim Nance called it a rebounding job. It's not that. It is a, it's a bounding job. It's a, like, there's no rebound. There's no rebuild to be here. It is a building job. Uh, And maybe you can very easily argue and win that case that it is the best building job uh, any coach has done just based on the scenarios that took place when he took that job. And here Baylor is national champions.
1: Yeah, we just haven't seen anything like it. Just credit to Scott Drew. Obviously, his father, Homer, was a great coach. His brother, uh, in his own right, has become a very good coach. And uh, Bryce Drew, obviously, at Grand Canyon now. That's just a basketball family. You know, the Drew brothers learned basketball from their father. They got to see him coach at Valpo forever. And it's just exciting to see Scott Drew finally get his moment. I'm heartbroken for Mark Few and especially Jalen Suggs because – Man, I don't think I've seen a player that, uh, like, visibly emotional on the court in a long time. Like, he was really letting uh, the tears flow. And I get it. Really wish that CBS doesn't show the camera for 15 minutes while Jalen Suggs is crying. But, you know, credit to Scott Drew. They played a great game. They played a great season. And they're going to continue being a perennial powerhouse every year. They're already adding two big-name recruits next season in Langston Love and Kendall Brown. They'll be another contender next season
0: yeah absolutely and you know, we'll we'll start to kind of look ahead towards next season as the podcast continues to you know just go into this off season mode uh you know th- thanks again to the listeners for listening all season long uh but you know it's just a, it to get a championship a lot of people there were major skeptics of this season happening and credit has to go to the NCA for putting on this championship with the proper protocols in place. Uh, we did have one team not be able to play that was VCU, but, uh, every other game happened as scheduled. Uh, just an absolute great job by the NCA and, you know, for the people that went this season canceled, uh, said it was a bad idea. Uh, where are those people now? Because uh they're they're probably finding something else to complain about, uh Mr Woken. Uh we'll we'll call him out by name. Let's find me. Let's
1: find me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I didn't want
1: the season. I mean, you know, you were just incorrect. Uh, you know, obviously the virus is serious, but if you're talking about the season should have been canceled, you're seriously diminishing everything these players and coaches went through, having to not be near family, especially coaches not having to be around family for the most part. Players, you know, separating from friends and family, if, you know, they live local, can't hang out with people, can't go to parties, which is a big part of the college lifestyle to many, obviously, focusing on just basketball. And I think Gonzaga and Baylor, Obviously, a lot of teams did it, but Gonzaga and Baylor, I feel like their eyes were on the prize the whole season. I'm sure a lot of teams were, but Gonzaga and Baylor never looked the other direction. They were always, uh, knew what they wanted. And at the end of the day, they ended up winning the national championship. Baylor, that is. And, you know, hopefully next season is a little bit more normal. We can have fans and stands again for the most part. Uh, Texas Rangers today at 98% capacity. So uh, when Texas and Texas Tech meet up next year, uh, Chris Beard's going to get booed a lot in Lubbock. That's almost uh, definite. And, you know, hopefully we get the regular college basketball atmosphere next season.
0: Yeah, regular basketball atmosphere. Uh, we want all all the big buildings, you know, all the NCAA tournament games. We want a Final Four in New Orleans with 80,000 fans or 70,000, however may it, you, you fit in there. And we'll be there,
1: maybe, probably not, but maybe.
0: You never know but yeah man. don't throw it out uh but you know that that's of course what we're cheering for but you know, the, we'll have to wait and see as the season goes uh as the off season goes uh as people get vaccinated as i guess the country starts to open up uh Next college basketball season will look, I think, very, very normal. Uh, you won't have players sitting six feet apart, you won't have like you'll be that you'll have the cram benches. You might still have like a few things, like you know, Scott Drew winning the national championship in a quarter zip. Like, I think that's probably here to <laughs> stay, but uh, and
1: and for the love of God, no more canceling. Like, please, no more COVID pauses in general, but please stop canceling games the day of the game. Because in my daily previews, it happened probably daily where I had a game and it's just canceled. Like, please, let's not do that again. Please.
0: Yeah. No, no more in day cancellations. No more cancellations, period. Just. I'm in. Yeah by November, I think we should be in a good spot. Uh, you know, and we'll, we'll, wait and see until then, but the 2021, 2022 college basketball season, we're certainly looking forward to it. Uh, as we kind of talk about the, what is the last of the 2020, 2021 season? What a ride It was to get here. Uh, certainly the COVID pauses, uh, we end up with some you know, epic performances uh Max Miss in the tournament kind of one that will not be forgotten soon uh you you certainly called them to the sweet sixteen you were right on that
1: I did you're right that i I babe Ruth style called my shot and it worked
0: yeah uh, of course then you- you called them to the the elite eight. Didn't quite happen there, but your regional tweet was correct. They made it to the sweet mm-hmm. sixteen. Uh only to lose to a team that lost to the national champions. So uh credit to Oral Roberts. They they will be you know, if O'Banner and Ace Smiths come back, may, maybe they're final four bound next year. Who knows? They'll
1: have them rank. You Yo, know, if O'Banner and Ace Smiths come back, you'll be they might be top. Like, I'll right now Don't test me
0: Alright We'll 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 wait and see on that But certainly Maybe historically greatest Sunbelt team ever uh, As is, maybe it was this year's Team So It's going to be fun to watch What next season Holds uh, Any parting thoughts on this Baylor-Gonzaga game before we move on here
1: uh no just you know before we close the chapter on the season get into the final piece of news here you know just kind of reiterating what you said just thanks everybody for listening this season it was a fun ride it was my first season you know really being on here uh, you know writing and podcasting obviously it was fun without a doubt and you know it might be the off season for some people but you know we're gonna keep churning out the content often whether it's YouTube videos about transfers, writing stuff frequently about transfers and draft decisions, uh, more podcasts about it. And maybe we have some other fun stuff in store, uh, like interviews. Certainly stay tuned, and it's going to be a fun offseason. We'll keep you guys definitely tuned into what's happening. I'm sure you guys will be tuned, to, tuned into other sports, but we're going to keep you updated in everything you need to know about college basketball.
0: Yeah, certainly going to do that. Uh Final thought here Congratulations to Baylor Uh, Great season For Gonzaga It was an incredible run Uh, Didn't quite end where They would have liked But at the end of the day Nothing to hang their hats on They're probably going to be back in the They'll be in the national championship With a good chance to win Sooner rather Yeah Yeah So it nothing to really complain about for Gonzaga uh going forward stinks to lose stinks to lose the perfect season there but Gonzaga's still really good program Mark Few will have a national championship at some point uh whether it's next year whether it's next 3 years uh that remains to be seen but they're in good shape uh big piece of news that happened Today, outside of uh, what was the national championship game, the successor has been uh, in place at North Carolina. It is Hubert Davis, uh, assistant coach for nine years under Roy Williams, uh, was part of the 2017 national championship team for North Carolina. And he is the guy now at North Carolina, uh, moving one chair over from top assistant to... The head man, Uh, Roy Williams, certainly made the recommendation to have him be the next guy, and he ends up being the guy for the job.
1: Yeah, it was down to Wes Miller, obviously, and Hubert Davis. It was always going to be one of the two. And at the end of the day, they listened to what Roy Williams wanted, and he wanted Hubert Davis. So Hubert Davis is the next head coach. The players certainly like it. I believe Armando Baker had a pretty uh, good tweet about it. I'm assuming he's coming back. Caleb Love's coming back. The future is certainly bright in Chapel Hill, and I think they will uh, continue. They'll have some better seasons. They could be really good next year.
0: Yeah, and you, know, they, I think they'll, they'll probably, you know, with Davis, maybe adjust what they kind of do. Uh, maybe they won't play too bigs all the time. Maybe they'll, you know, play more modern style of basketball, which
1: mm-hmm. could be yeah, good. Yeah, I think they will.
0: Yeah, but like Davis, certainly. By all means, a very good basketball mind, a uh, very good recruiter, uh, and good. Just, I think he's a Roy Williams regard him as maybe the best best basketball scout uh, on his coaching bench. So, like he he will, I think, do a very good job. North Carolina, a program that you know has been just on on top of the basketball world for a while now. Uh, but we've seen people fail at this job. I don't think Hubert Davis will fail. Uh, I think he's just going to – he's built to have success, and I think he will have success at North Carolina.
1: Yeah, 100% agree.
0: Yeah, so very, very good hire for North Carolina. Uh the big news though, you know, outside of that, it is Tim Miles getting the San Jose job, San Jose State job. Uh as broken by Shawnee scoops over here. I uh, broke it. Yeah, nation.
1: I mean, I got I got a good one. You know, I I broke it hours before John Rothstein tweeted it. And you know, he got close to giving me credit. He uh credited Mountain West Wire, the other side I write for instead of actually crediting me but you know I I guess that's closer than not crediting anything but I feel like he did that on purpose you know it's whatever John Rothstein at the end of the day you know you're going to be sleeping in May while I'm talking about transfers so you know
0: yeah uh he he might sleep tonight he
1: says May but like the championship game's over like he might sleep right now he might be asleep
0: yeah Although I think he's on uh, CBS Sports Network as we speak. so
1: Nobody's watching that. I, you could have fooled me. I don't know. Yeah. No disrespect to CBS Sports Network. just, just I don't think anybody's watching that right now.
0: All right. Uh, Big Ten fans. Uh, I think the, the Big Ten fans who are uh, disrespecting Gonzaga as we speak uh, your team hasn't won a national championship <laughs> since 2000, so get out of here. Uh, yeah, Michigan if, if, lost
1: to UCLA. Illinois lost to Loyola Chicago. Uh, Iowa lost to Oregon. Like, all of your teams lost. And the Big Ten's great. Ohio State lost to Oral Roberts. But let's not talk bad about teams when you couldn't win games either. Like,
0: here, here are the conference fans that can successfully troll – Gonzaga right now, the ACC and the Big 12, uh, because they're the teams that in the big game have beaten Gonzaga, uh, North Carolina 2017, Baylor just now. If, if a Big 12 or a ACC fan wants to troll Gonzaga, I guess it's fair game. Um, big 10, you have no room to talk. You've won a national Who's team, the last Big 10 team to win a championship? Hold on. Two thousand Michigan State.
1: Two thousand? Yes. We're talking twenty years ago. Twenty one years ago. Y'all haven't won a championship in two decades? Yes. Talking about being the best conference in college basketball history. Get out of here with that. Uh
0: so yeah, the the American has as many national championships this this century, as the Big Ten. I legitimately did not even
1: think it's been 21 years. That is insane to me. Come on, Big Ten. Get it together. Yeah, well, uh, Luke, Luke Hancock drilled, like, 33s against Michigan. Uh, the big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo, became, like, LeBron James against Michigan. Like, what's up? was yeah,
0: Big Big Ten – Maybe they can win it next year. You know, Michigan could win it. Ohio State could win it. Purdue Purdue? could win it.
1: Maryland's already at the top of uh, my – I don't know if they're at the top of yours, but Maryland's already at the top of my fraud watch list for next year. Already. They're, like, number one. It's not even close.
0: I want to see where people rank them.
1: I've seen them top eight, and I just think having them in the top ten is – Sir, I might not have him, but I don't think he makes your team better at all. He shot 33% from the field this year. If he's doing that next year, he's not gonna be a big piece on Maryland. He's just not. Yeah. I mean, getting cutest Wahab is cool. That's a big get. Fats Russell is. I don't think that's a big move. I don't.
0: It's a big move if you tell Fats Russell never shoot the basketball.
1: Yeah, I think he should have went to Gonzaga. He could have played the Aaron Cook, Gino Crandall, uh, uh, who else? Uh, Ryan Woolridge at the older role as like a guy that doesn't have to do everything, but you know, but he wanted to be the guy at Maryland, I guess. So I think he really would have thrived at Gonzaga.
0: Maybe he doesn't have to, if. if. Yeah, ideal role for Fats Russell. He's not the guy at Maryland. Uh, which I think, if he's not the guy and he's not shooting three times a game, he's a good player. Like a, he's a good defender. Uh, he's a good passer. He just he tries to do too much. So, like mm-hmm.
1: uh, right. if he shoots 33% from the field in the uh, and 23% from deep in the Big Ten, he may sit more on the bench than he does actually play. Like he just wasn't good this season and he dealt with injuries here and there, but two at, or three out of four years of bats, Russell, he really struggled from the fields. So I, I like the play a lot. I think he's talented, but he just is not consistent at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, certainly going to be a lot of time to discuss that. Uh, Mark Adams also has now taken the Texas tech job. He was the defensive coordinator for Texas Tech, uh, the defense that won a national championship tonight. He was the original starter, but it's the no-mill defense. Uh, He created the defense uh, with Chris Beard, uh, I believe, either at Little Rock or at Texas Tech.
1: Yeah, Uh, Little Rock.
0: Yeah, so, and then obviously took it to Texas Tech, uh, you know, and in 2019, Texas Tech was, uh, I think, the number one defense of all time, uh, which mm-hmm. that that's that's pretty good. So he, he's I think if you're if you were going to go with the promote your assistant route, that's that's a pretty good route because Mark Adams certainly going to be a defensive mastermind, uh, I think, a few players, Kyler Edwards, I saw, uh, McCuller. and McCuller. Yeah, that's the other one. I
1: think there was one more. I don't know who though. I saw, th- I saw someone say three, but I-, I couldn't find the third. I guess the options are Marcus Santos, Silver, or Micah Peavy. It might've been Micah Peavy. I saw his dad tweet about, uh, Mark Adams. So Micah Peavy might be back.
0: Yeah. Uh, Edwards and, uh, So. You know, if, the, if he can keep around the majority of the team from this year, they're going to be good again next year. Uh, and then, you know, the the real thing is, can he recruit, you know, similar level talent to what they've gotten type players to Texas Tech? Got to
1: get guys from the portal and try to get Taryn Shannon back and not go pro.
0: Yeah. If he can, and... I think a big part of him will be getting a very good staff around him. If he can, Texas Tech, probably not going anywhere. Uh, If not, maybe they fall off. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what he does, but I think unless you were going to just completely change the program around, uh, at least for next season and the next couple seasons, I think this is the best move for them you know maybe you could argue maybe they get joe golding or grant McCasland, and end up you know 10 years from now being better but you in the short term you guys if you're thinking short term i think this is the best option they could have actually gotten yeah definitely agree and i don't think it will be the worst coach in the big 12 either uh, TJ Otzelberger, I think, has that title. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah, TJ Otzelberger is going to hold that title for. Her. I mean, I don't think he's a bad coach at all by any means, but he has to prove himself.
0: Yeah, well, it it's really him or Mark Adams at this point, because. The other Jamie eight. Jamie Dixon. Jamie Dixon like had a. He he's he's done a. Okay job at TCU, but like at Pittsburgh he, he had a one seed at one point.
1: The Sam Young and Dewan Blair days.
0: Yeah. It, it, I'm sure Tristan remembers this more than us, but Pittsburgh was good.
1: Yeah, Tristan's trying to recruit every player to Pittsburgh that enters a portal. So he's uh you know using his Twitter platform to try to get players to go to Pitt. Uh, it's not working, but you know maybe soon.
0: Maybe if Pitt didn't, uh, you know, lower the buyout on Jamie Dixon so he could leave to TCU, you know, maybe we're not talking about Pittsburgh not having made the NCAA tournament since
1: 2016. Yeah, I mean, Audie's is already out to uh, Arkansas, so more departures will probably come from Pitt. But best of luck to Jeff Cable for sure.
0: Yeah uh so we we, we've reached the end point here a less regards before we sign off for the final podcast of the uh i guess of the 2021 2020 2021
1: season yeah it was a great season again thank you everyone for listening i think i speak for both of us in uh that sentiment for sure we both definitely appreciate you guys listening. Make sure to subscribe to the Making the Madness YouTube channel. And we'll obviously make plenty more podcasts throughout the offseason. Uh, you know, maybe weekly, every other week, depending on what kind of news we get. It's kind of on a you know, week-to-week basis, I guess, at this point. But we're definitely going to be here often and just to get you ready for next college basketball season. So thank you, everyone, for listening.
0: Yeah, we will be here. Uh, we're talking transfer portal. We'll tra- talk draft decisions. Uh, We have a normal draft date, which doesn't interfere with uh, the col- – like, remember last year we had the NBA draft like right the week before college basketball season was yeah, – That was odd. <laughs> st- thank, thank goodness that's over. I think we'll have – I think it's in July this year, which
1: – Yeah, July 29th.
0: Oh, perfect. So it'll, it'll be like right in the middle of – blank nothingness in college basketball so yep perfect perfect day for the draft uh real quick outside jalen suggs who's going the highest of the players that played tonight davion mitchell there we go we we both agree on that uh davion mitchell i think jared butler could go pretty high he's got a Pretty smooth stroke. Uh, Corey Kisper, I think, is a lottery pick. Davion Mitchell is a lottery pick.
1: Butler could uh, be a lottery pick. There could have been four lottery picks in that game.
0: Yeah. Uh, Drew Timmy will be a lottery pick.
1: Next in 2022. Let's. Yeah. He can come back one more time. Run it back. Uh,
0: Matthew Mayer will be a lottery pick.
1: He's going to be Conference Player of the Year. I stand by that. That's, I'm taking my shot now. He's going to be Big 12 Player of the Year next year.
0: Well he he's the Kevin Durant of people with mullets.
1: I mean yeah, I mean Matthew Meyer's just that dude. I love him.
0: Yeah. So we'll be back with all this draft talk, with all this uh transfer talk, uh with all the Matthew Meyer Big Twelve Player of the Year takes. Uh yep. You know, just stay tuned to the podcast. Uh we'll be certainly Make sure to subscribe to it. Uh, that's the fastest way you get the podcast. You'll get it before, uh, sometimes even before we tweet it out. So uh, make sure to subscribe to that. Uh, and we will be back as the off season continues to go about college basketball. The games may stop, but we never sleep. Uh, we will be keeping you up to date on the Making the Madness podcast, on Making the Madness on YouTube. So make sure to check those out, uh, and we will be back.